Hello, welcome to Reading with My Daughter. This is episode 7, The Best Christmas Pageant Ever by Barbara Robinson. What year did it come out? Uh, 1972? There you go. Hey, um, I'm <laughs> Dustin Faber, and this is my daughter, Lucy, and thank you for joining us for a late episode of Reading with My Daughter. A very late episode. We <laughs> haven't had a time to read very much this month. Yeah. Do you think we bit off more than we can chew, or do you think we could go back to being able to read books quick enough to get two episodes out? What is we bit off more than we can it chew? It means, like, maybe we... we we tried too hard or something. I think we can do it how we're doing it. You think so? Yeah. Well, I saved an episode of Freckle Juice. But, but, if we're, but I think instead of two weeks, yeah. it would be two weeks and two days, maybe. Oh, something like that. Okay. Or one day. We um, Let's start off the show with a letter. We got an email from somebody, Lucy. Yeah, it was a while ago, but we forgot to read it on Mrs. Brisby and the Rats of Nim, except with the Risby, because so those people were dumb. <laughs> who was dumb? The person who named it Mrs. Risby. Oh, I thought I you was meant like, the people them. listening were dumb. No. Uh, well, that's a weird thing for you to say. No. Well, maybe they be. I haven't met them. You haven't? Oh, okay. Well, if you're out there and listening, we don't know if you're dumb or not, because we haven't met you yet. Dear Dustin and Lucy, I just wanted to say that I discovered your podcast. I found out about it from the Bloom Saloon. It does pay off to advertise, and I like it a lot. I've always loved Beverly Cleary books since I was a kid. My favorite books are the Ramona series. It's so great to listen to a fellow Beverly Cleary enthusiast talk about her wonderful books. You and your daughter talk about the books in such a refreshing way. It makes me want to reread the books again. I came across this amazing book recently. It's called The Art of Ramona Quimby. It's beautifully illustrated book talks about all the Ramona books and the different artists that illustrated the books. Louis Darling, Alan T. Green, Joan Scribner, Tracy Dockray, and Jacqueline Rogers. I think you'll love this book if you haven't already discovered it. We haven't. I also purchased the Ramona Paper Doll book on eBay. I did not know that was anything. Keep up the wonderful work on your podcast. Kindest regards. That is Helen. And she sent pictures of the book. If my internet will load, because our internet is slow now. Slower than Christmas. Oh, there it is. The Art of Ramona Quimby. I thought it was Quim Bully. No, Quim Quimby, Quimby. But I like that first art style the best. The third one, they started doing that art style after I'd already read the books. When I became a boring teenager. I like the second art 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 the best. Yeah. Uh, the one that we have at our school is the third one. The third one. Oh, okay. Because, see, when I became a boring teenager, I didn't want to read any Beverly Cleary books. Because I thought they were dumb. Yeah, so I don't want you to be a boring teenager. I keep telling you I'm not going to be one. I know, that's why I keep telling you over and over, because I want to make sure it doesn't happen. Because that would be sad. If you became a boring teenager, you wouldn't want to do this podcast anymore. Yes, I would. Dad, that is dumb. I don't want to do your podcast. 
I just want to listen to boring music and read boring things. I don't sound like that. No, but that's what you would sound like if you were a boring teenager. Mm-hmm. Well, it won't be, so I'll never sound like that. <laughs> so anyways, uh, so thank you, Helen, uh, for, for sending that email. That was very uh, that was very sweet of you. And uh, we look forward to hopefully getting back on our regular schedule and getting more stuff out. Because we haven't had an episode come out since Mrs. Frisbee. Wow. Yeah. That's been a while, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's way too long. Yeah. I don't like that very much. Yep. So uh, this week, re, we blah, we read Barbara Robinson's The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. And what did you think of this book, Lucy? Mm-hmm. Actually, hold that thought. We got some toys from 1972 <laughs> to talk about. You- I got in trouble for not doing this segment on one of our previous episodes. So. Yep. Um, so that's what we're going to do right now. Okay, the first thing that popped out at me was the Easy Bake Oven. It retailed for $10.99. It included cake mixes and utensils. And it says it's always fun for young cooks to prepare and serve their own food. Just select a mix, add water, and place pan into tray, then slide into oven. Now, here's what I want to know from you. Would something like that be as much fun after you've done, like, actual cooking on the grown-up stove and grown-up grill and everything? I don't think so, because before I did um, cooking on the real stove and the real stuff, I always played with um, the kitchen at Gammy's house, but now... but ever since I started cooking on the real stove, it, I just don't care for it anymore. You don't care for, like, the, the toy one? Yeah, the one at Gammy's house. Oh, I thought you meant you didn't care for, like, cooking on the actual stove. No. Because we made a really cool recipe. Do you know which one I'm talking about without even me saying it? Yep. Which one is it? Um, It was the crazy one we bought over to Gammy's. Oh. And, wait, no, it was a different one, the chocolate cake with tomato soup in yeah, it. Yeah, but what's the one you're thinking of now? The, what was the crazy one that we brought over to Gammy's? I don't, I forget what it was, but I remember we bought one there. Didn't we? We brought a cake over to Gammy's. Yeah. We found a cake recipe from Mid-Century Menu's blog. and it Wait, no, to... we, we were going to do that, but then we didn't, I think. Oh, are you talking about one of those Jello molds? Mmm... Yeah. It had like all the weird. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. It was like some weird recipe that we found in one of her old cookbooks. Yep. It was like. Um, it was the cookbook? It had like beef in it. Like it was beef inside of Jello, right? Was that yep. the one? And the olden days, they put everything inside of Jello. <laughs> Indeed, they did. Uh, no, we found a um, a chocolate cake recipe from the Mid Century Menu blog. Uh, it's like an old recipe from like 70 or 80 years ago. Anyways, you add a can of tomato soup to your chocolate cake batter. And once you cook it, it is the it's the best cake I've ever made. It tastes like brownies. Yeah. That first batch we did. But the second time we made the cake, it didn't taste like brownies. It, it tasted more like cake. Yeah. You remember what that batter tasted like before we cooked it, though? Don't remind me of that. <laughs> And it smelled disgusting too. Oh, it was the worst because it's like oil and tomato soup and and um, 
and chocolate and egg and it's yeah it's not good it's but i will not be getting you a easy bake oven anytime because you can just cook on the big oven but i think a long time ago they didn't let kids do as much cooking in the kitchen oh so i wait, think that's why wait, 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 wait. it depends on which long time ago you were co- like the early colonies when we just came to america girl no, when, this, when this toy came out well, when this toy came out yeah, in the 70s you gotta think about which a long time ago okay. you're talking about. i apologize a long time ago when this toy came out i don't think children were encouraged to be in the kitchen very often so this was an easy way called an easy bake oven for kids to be able to do their own cooking, since their parents probably shooed them out of the kitchen. Like you do with Flynn. Yes, because, well, Flynn's not big enough to cook, and he's going to end up hurting himself. Um, one or two other things that came up on this list of toys from 1972. The toss-across game. You throw bean bags and you try to do, like, tic-tac-toe. I remember your Uncle Brett had one of those when I was a kid. I remember, I I remember we did that on um, Awana's. Um. And then the Frisbee was popular in 1971. And no, don't tell me you don't know what that is. <laughs> and also, uh, my Uncle Brett had, I think it looked just like this one, this children's adventure play tunnel. It was 108 inches long, ideal for indoor and outdoor play, rugged, Winnie the Pooh print vinyl cover folds into easy-to-store two-inch thickness. It was 108 inches would be... 12, 20, 40, 60, 72, 84, 96, uh, 9 feet long. So if you stretch that, it would be like from the floor to the ceiling almost. Which one is that? Is it the, the one where that little boy is looking goofy looking and he's like climbing out of the tunnel? Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. You guys have a tunnel that's kind of like that, but yours isn't as long as that one. I thought it was like... I look for. I thought he was sitting on the floaty and then like rolling <laughs> down. No, no, he's he's climbing through the adventure tunnel. I don't think the one that Brett had though. I don't think it had Winnie the Pooh on it. I think his was just yellow. Maybe he was a boring teenager and he didn't want Winnie. There's the Pooh on Winnie the Pooh Pooh on that. Yeah, it's supposed to be a Winnie the Pooh print. I'm sure you could have bought him without Winnie the Pooh well, on there. Oh, I got messed up. You see, I just saw the enter and I thought all that other yellow stuff was like a slide. Oh, no, no. That that yellow part is the tunnel there. Oh. So you could, you could climb through that tunnel. Your tunnel is folded up under the bed, by the way. Yep. I put it away the other day when I cleaned your room. Yep. We don't talk about that, though. Um, <laughs> Why don't we talk about that? Because it annoyed me that I had to clean up the room. So, it anyway. isn't my room. It's all it's Zelda's well, room. I'm not singling you out. I'm just telling you that that, uh, that annoyed me. And also the last thing on here that I remember from being a kid, the Fisher-Price Play Farm. A play family farm with silo, loft, barn, and accessories, including tractor, farm animals, watering trough, and much more to more to open, move, and manage. Were you reading that, or did you I know was that? reading it. Okay. Of all these things on here, which one sounds the best? The Barbie, the, they have a beauty parlor, farm. hairstyling. The farm one does? Yep. Oh, okay. I thought you would have said the Easy Bake Oven. Nope. You could make, like, brownies in your in your room. It takes like three hours or something to make the brownies, though. Mm. Yeah, it takes a good while. but And also, when you just add water to a mix, that's not as much fun. Yeah. Would you rather add, add water to a mix or would you rather add 
eggs and tomato soup to the mix. Eggs and tomato soup. Yeah, that was a good cake we made because I had the Oreo <laughs> frosting. Remember that? Yeah. It was oh. for your birthday. Yeah, I made my own. I did bring it. Yeah, we made a D on it. <laughs> yeah, I made my own. Um, I made my own we cake for my birthday. Made your okay, own. Okay, we cake. made a cake for my own birthday. Because my cake tastes better than the cake you buy at the store. Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna. I want Mom, me cake. Mom did the design with the D. Yes, she did. She did a great job at it. So those are some toys that came out in 1972. Um, okay, so what did you think of this book? Mm, I like that even like that Emma Jane is like hogging the baby and says, my baby, stay away from it. I also <laughs> thought it was funny how Gladys makes the best Makes the best. What are these things called? Quote in quote marks. Uh, She's making the, air quotes right now. Was the make the best of her thingy uh, line because she's the only one that had it, and the way she said it was like, "Hey, unto you a child is born." So tell everybody what this book is about. It's about um, these dudes are doing a. Um, Christmas pageant at their church and Charlie messes it up sort of and he like invites the herdmans to come to church because because they like because he was teasing which one sat next to Charlie? Uh, Leroy sat next yeah, to Charlie. Because he was talking to Leroy about they got snacks, but they didn't get snacks. The only time they got snacks was on holidays and on children's days. Yeah. And and then they come and... Who comes? Um, The Herdman. Just one of them or all of them? All of them. Oh, okay. All of them. And they ask, where's the food? Before or after this, Mrs. Armstrong, who usually directs the pageant... Br- um, is doing something and breaks her arm, and the mom has to call it, and her mom has to call everyone to try and figure out jobs, and and the mom ha- ends up having to do the pageant with the herdmen's in it. So the herdmen's showed up, and they're a bunch of bullies, right? Yep. Yeah, and they end up taking all the parts in the pageant. Yeah. And they t- end up taking all the good parts. Yeah, the the main hey. parts like Mary and Joseph. Yeah, and then so the, so the pageant goes terrible, right? I mean, these kids are so terrible. The pageant is just a. I a thought mess, it right? kind of made it better. No, I was asking you that. Is that what happens? No, I think no. it makes it better. No, so the pageant ends up going well, correct? Yes, it ends up going better than it did without the Herdmans. And now, here is Lucy uh, to read a short little section of the book. What was that that led the baby in? Leroy Leroy said, That manger, is that like a bed? Why would they have a bed in the barn? That's just the point, Mother said. They didn't have a bed in the barn, so Mary and Joseph had to use whatever there was. What would you do if you had a new baby and no bed to put the baby in? We put Gladys in a bureau drawer, Emma Jean volunteered. 
Well, there you are, Mother said, blinking a little. You didn't have a bed for Gladys, so you had to use something else. Oh, we had a bed, Ralph said. Only Ollie was still in it and he wouldn't get out. He didn't like Gladys. He elbowed Ollie. Remember that? Remember how you didn't like Gladys? I thought it was pretty... I thought that was pretty smart of Ollie not to like Gladys right off the bat. Okay, so there you kind of see that the uh, the Herbans don't know anything about, like, the Christmas story at all. And they have to tell them about it. Yeah, so and, the mom is trying uh, to explain it. And, she... and there was one part where the mom is saying they could not find a place to say, and, and one of the Herdmans, I'm pretty sure it was Imogene, yes. she said, my... A bad word. She said, my God, you can say it out loud like that. Yeah, but it sounds like a messing. No. God. He's anyway, just she... born and they're already trying to kill him. Why don't they, why doesn't Mary or Joseph just tell him it's a savior and make him have room? So, yeah. So the, you realize these kids probably have a heart of gold or that are not like completely terrible uh, because they correctly oh, identify the villain in the story. They know who the heel is. Yep. But also, like, okay, like, uh, these kids, they're, like, everybody in town is, like, scared of them. Like, they smoke cigars, and they set fire to things, and they um, beat up little kids and Gla- stuff like that. I'm uh, pretty sure it was Gladys. Uh, he got a um, chemistry set, and he would, and he set fire doing an uh, I think experiment. it was Leroy got the chemistry set, uh. and they... Lee, anyway, Lee, we set fire, and the only reason Leroy slash Gladys was mad is because he didn't have any time to make bombs. Because <laughs> yeah. it blew up with the rest of the uh, something shop. Okay, this book makes me sad as an adult, because it's like, okay, if these kids are so terrible, how come none of you are, like, legit trying to help them out? I don't know. That really bones me out, rereading this as an adult. As, like, everybody knows how, like, bad these kids are, but, like, nobody's, like, actually trying to help them. That makes me sad for them. Because hmm. they said, like, their dad isn't around. I guess he left town when the youngest was, was born and the mom is working. He disappeared jobs. on a train, the yeah. book says. That's what they say, but who knows what actually happened. And then the mom is, like, working two jobs. And I don't know. My heart really breaks for these kids. I'm just kind of annoyed now uh, as an adult reading it. The other thing that annoys me is that, like, you don't know anything about the narrator. You don't even know her name. She don't even say the girl's name in this book. No, she does. I just always forget it. Oh, according to the Wikipedia on it, the narrator is unnamed. No, it's named. Remember, I said I, and then you said, no, her name's this. I forget what, though. I don't know what you're talking about. It was in the beginning. Well, we looked in the book, and we didn't see the name. But I know what names it. The play, which we'll talk about in a minute, then the play, she goes by the name Beth, because the play is not from the first person's perspective but you don't really know anything like tell me something about the main character other than who she's related to and who her friend is like what personality trait does she have yeah she's one of the medium kids she calls herself like she's not fat or she's not skinny oh okay that's Um, about it that's all you know so 
That was kind of annoying that we uh, didn't. Learn it's a girl. About it. Yeah, okay, it's a girl. It has right? a. Bro- it has one brother yeah. named Charlie. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people might know this book, not necessarily from reading it, but from the play. And I was in this play twice when I was a kid. And, you were in it once when you were little, Charlie, and then you were in it when again there. when you were in high school and you were the dad of I Beth. got to play the dad at the uh, little, I think it was the Children's Theater in Fort Smith back in 2000, Fort Smith, Arkansas, back in 2001, I believe. Don't ask me. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Was I a junior or was I a so- I think I was a junior. So 2000. Yeah. So the year 2000 when I was a junior in high school. I was a junior in 2000 and 2001. And, uh, and I played the dad. And we did like mm. plays in school. But that was the one play I did that was not in school. And it was my favorite one. Like it was really good. And Wait. then I was Charlie when I was in sixth grade. I played. Uh, I imagine Charlie. Charlie as like a little kid. I know. I think I was a little too old for that part, but I was happy because I, I tried so hard to get speaking parts when I was a kid in plays, and I never could. And that was like the first time I ever got one. <laughs> so um, the little worn out copy that I've got, um, I actually actually wrote down. All the people's names that were in the play, which was... Can you do it to where I can't go all the way up to the red, where it gets red? Yeah, just don't talk as loud. Okay. By, like, I I edit the volume and stuff, like, after we get done recording. Oh. Yeah. So Mm. just talk normal into the microphone, and you don't have to worry about it. Okay. We performed this play on December 21st, 1996... And December 22nd, 1996 at Hillcrest Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia. Directed by Vicki and Steve Patterson with Derek Bostick and James Patterson uh, as production helpers. It was Carmen Farmer as Grace Bradley, David Keel as Bob Bradley, Aaron Keel as Beth Bradley, Charlie Bradley as Dustin Faber. That was me, by the way. Um... Some kid named Chris was Ralph Herdman. I think that was Chris Hickson. And then Imogene Herdman was Shauna Reddy. Um, Chris Spivey was Leroy Herdman. Claude Herdman was Patrick Hill. Ollie Herdman was Alex Reddy. And Gladys Herdman was Erica Whaley. So those were some of the people who were in there. Trey Hickson was Hobie. Elmer Hopkins was Alan Fogle. I have no idea what happened to any of these people. I've not talked to any of them in years. Wait a minute. Uh, Wait a who minute. was named Farmer? Had the last name Farmer? Uh, a lady named Carmen Farmer. She was pretty cool. She's a pretty cool woman. Anyway, uh, I saw, I don't know if it's the same one, but I saw a truck. It was a white truck that it was clean, but on the back it was dirty, and it said, Mrs. Farmer, wash me. Oh, that's weird. I don't think it's the same person. I know. I was just telling That'd be you. wild if it was, though. Holy jeez. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah. So, the play was fun to do. And the book the book ends up being pleasant. Like, it's a, it's a nice book. It's no it's no Beverly Cleary, but it's still pretty pretty good. It's the author who wrote this book uh, still Barbara alive. Robinson. 
Uh, is Barbara Robinson still alive? Uh, I don't know. I'm the one who asked you. I'm guessing that she's not. Okay. That's my guess. Oh. No, I'm sorry to tell you. She died in, um, she was born October 24th, 1927. And she died July 9th, 2013. So, was it just because of old age or I something else? I believe so. Uh, oh, she had cancer, apparently, is what um, killed her when she was 85 years old. It's still old. Yeah, uh, yeah, she, yeah 85 years old is, is a pretty good age to, to live to. Um, I'm sure her family wished she could have lived longer than that, but... Um, so yeah, so she was um she was on up there in age. But yeah, I think a lot of people probably have memories of this as being a play instead of a book. Cuz the book is good. It's just I don't know. I found flaws with it as a grown-up. But I liked it as a kid. What did you think of it? I like it. You liked it? Did you like it better than Otis Spofford? No. <laughs> did you like it better than Mrs. Frisbee? And the rats of Nim. I don't know. What about? Did you like it better than otherwise known as Sheila the Great? I think so. Oh my goodness! Oh my <laughs> heart! My heart is hurt. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's that's fine. That's fine. So, anyways, well, that's gonna wrap up our episode for the day. Unless you, do you have any words of wisdom you'd like to share with people? Coconuts have water in them. That's true. They do have water in them. Not milk. We wanted to get this episode out by Christmas so that you guys would have something to listen to that was Christmassy. And uh, in two weeks, we'll have freckle juice up, and then we will get um, we'll get uh, some other books read. And then for your birthday month in February, we're reading books that came out in February. And do you remember what March is? No. Movie March. Oh, yeah. Movie we'll March. do two episodes in March about your favorite movies. I know one of them is The Greatest Showman. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing for the other one, though. Mm. Do you remember off the top of your head? Or do you still need to think about it? Or do we not need to not do Greatest Showman? What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to do. What if you didn't like that movie and you were just pretending to like it because you thought it made us happy? <laughs> no, dude, no. She's got this weird look at me right now like I'm speaking nonsense. You are. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, write us a letter and let us know if you've ever performed in uh, The Greatest Christmas. Christmas pageant and if you don't have to but um, we would like it if you would send a letter for what if you would want us to do a certain type of movie for a movie much oh okay hey unto you a child is born (laughs) hey everybody thank you for listening to our little podcast and um, hope you all have a great night and a uh, a great holiday season happy holidays yeah happy holidays 